Do your neighbors judge you when you run around like a madman to the mailbox? Are you spending the last of your paycheck on a book of stamps? Do you find yourself printing form letters at 3 o'clock in the morning? Well, welcome to Autographers Anonymous. Welcome to Autographers Anonymous, a place where we discuss our addiction to the greatest hobby in the world. Here are your hosts, TTM Troy, Chase and Inc., Mike, the Godfather, our guest host, Neri Lemus, and yours truly, Zane Savage. We're going to start out the show with a segment that we talked about last week, but we're bumping it up to the top. It's called TTM of the Weeks, and it's going to end up with a thing called TTM of the Season. And I know everything I'm saying is epic right now, but uh, this is an idea that we came up with to really motivate you guys to send in your returns. Uh, especially in this time of bleak returns, uh, possibly hitting us with the uh, C word happening. We'll leave it at that. Um, but uh, all you have to do is submit on our website your TTM, uh, your username and your email and your photo uh, via link to YouTube uh, if you do YouTube videos or you can uh, put link to a Twitter post that has it on there. So um, that's how you enter, guys. You just go to our website, graphersaa.com and uh, submit that form and we'll pick the best one every show and that will be the TTM of the weeks. Now you're thinking to myself, why would I wanna take my time to enter this contest? There's gonna be a big, big prize at the end. We're talking humongo and it's gonna get bigger as the season goes on. Uh, right now in the works, confirmed, the winner of TTM of the season will get a Bill Russell Autographed Matt Peace, the Hall of Fame Celtics player, not the baseball player. Um, and also a Joe Namath uh, autographed Matt Peace. And uh, almost definitely, not totally confirmed yet, a Hank Aaron autographed Matt Peace. That will all go to the winner. And what's going to happen is uh, as this show goes on, we're going to have other pieces donated um, and that pot will grow. Uh, it's going to be a legends gift. So all, all the autographs in there will be legends and, and top uh, tier people in their sport or uh, maybe industry. I don't know. We may go past sports. We'll see. So that is the grand prize guys. We're going to give that away on the last episode of the season, which who knows when that's going to be. Uh, we haven't planned that far ahead, but uh, if you want to win that, you got to get your TTMs in for TTM of the week. What do you guys think? I know I've talked for the last two minutes. Um, guys, uh, you guys excited? It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. <laughs> um, I'm excited. Um, so that's just an explanation. Uh, we didn't do any TTM of the weeks this week because I wanted to get that out there. Uh, just go again, go to graphersaa.com, hit TTM of the weeks, and submit your TTMs. All right. Time for returns. Mikey. <laughs> Okie dokie. Slim, slim pickings, but I did get some stuff in. Uh, let's do a purchase that came in. Pick these up off one of my buddies on Facebook. Picked up some wrestling cards. Zach Ryder. Uh, needed this guy, Colin Cassidy, better known as Big Cass. There used to be a big epidemic of, um, sorry to interrupt a little bit, um, of forged wrestling cards. There used to be a gigantic industry on eBay. And I wonder if that still is an issue. Yes, uh, still is. Somebody... Yeah. I won't go into it, but if somebody puts a lot of about six of them, doesn't really name them, shows them off. Yeah, it's like crazy flooded yeah. with forgeries. I don't know what it is about them. Like, and maybe it's because it tends to be a younger audience. Yeah, uh, you can, you can pick up the cards cheap and 
I mean, most of the signatures are pretty easy Simple. to forge. So right, just, yeah, just be careful. But I just be careful you know, out there, guys. Yeah, this is a, this is a pretty reputable guy. So uh, last one, Bianca Belair, NXT star. She's going to be huge. She's actually a good signer through the Performance Center. But um, I got a deal for three. So uh, that was the only purchases that came in. I got two cards. Dave Engel, this is part of uh, Caleb's Cards Junk Wax Challenge, the 1986 Tops. So I got a point for that. And this just came in today. Um, this was a resend for me, but I just saw somebody post online that they got the same return and theirs took like 4,000 days. They sent to him in like 2004, 2007, whatever it was. But Eli Afraidy, longtime great NHL star. So I must have. You gotta just, wonder where that thing was sitting for that long. Uh, he, <laughs> like, like seriously, it's it seen some stuff, man. Um, like, he's probably sitting at home. He's like, I got nothing else to do. Hey, look at that pile of mail. It's got you know eight years of dust on it. Like, <laughs> let me blow that off and sign some stuff. Um, I did get a few returns in. Some pretty cool stuff. Uh, this is Jerry Allison, and you might recognize the guy in the middle there. Uh, Buddy Holly, he was part of the uh, Buddy Holly and the Crickets as the drummer. So nice. pr pretty awesome return when you can get somebody associated with a great like Buddy Holly. Fabric Fobs, we have Buddy Holly. There you go, Fabric Fobs. Heads up. On Etsy? Yep, on Etsy. Um, <laughs> this one was a surprise. I don't think I sent this photo. Um, this is Patrick Kane, the great Chicago Blackhawks star. Over there. Uh, signed one, and if if I did send it, it was sent in 2019. So that was out a while. Old school horror film star Yvonne Raymond, uh, Curse of the Werewolf, signed right there. I love those old school autographs with people that are old and have the nice spelled out signatures. Oh yeah, and class classic horror stuff is awesome. Oh yeah, they used to have great promos. This is a obviously a promo shot from the movie. Awesome. And I'm actually going to talk about when people get older, they tend to simplify their signatures sometimes so they can get it all on there, and that confuses some people, including giant companies. But I'll I'll bring that up in my return. <laughs> uh, but old school, ding. Very attractive lady back in the day. Dude, she's like 90 now, man. Come on. I said old school. <laughs> Come on. You need to get you a little bell. <laughs> Zane got me one back in the day. Yep. Way back in the day. Yep. Um, Ian Alexander, Jethro Tull. Pretty cool return. I'm sure this was sent overseas. Signed two. Crazy man up front. So nice classic rock. Astronaut returns. Surprise, surprise. Here we go. This is uh, Nicole Scott. Get the shot in space. Here's the generic shuttle launch. The official portrait. And here's another one, actually, from space. So, Have you checked those for auto pens? I will have to look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying they look really similar. I'm just, I'm just, I mean... Just from general, I, I didn't take a good look. So eyeball, and I'll have to take it. Uh, no, there, there's definitely differences. Okay, Close. <laughs> yeah. uh, last one is a very cool return. Uh, I sent three photos, and he only signed two. And I'll tell you why in just a minute, because even the Godfather makes mistakes. All right. Last return here is pretty awesome. Rock legend Joe Walsh. And what? 
from from the Eagles. So he signed two, changed pens nicely. Um, I did send a third photo, and I, I make mistakes. It happens. Um, I got a little sticky note. Joe is not in this photo. So oh. this is an old Eagles photo. I thought he was in that, but apparently he is not. That's an um, awesome mistake, though. It happens. Like, yeah. um, you you pull stuff on the back. Google. Yeah, <laughs> but I did get something pretty awesome in the envelope. Uh, guitar picks, JW, Joe Walsh, 2017, which is pretty awesome. But these Eagles, 2013. He's, he's no- notoriously tough in person, and yeah. that's a huge success, Mike. Huge. So he sent two of the Eagles guitar picks. That one's a little little rough on the eagles but i mean that that's pretty awesome um uh, that's been out a while i remember him from obviously the eagles but he had a great uh, guest spot on the drew carey show very funny one of my favorite shows so um that's it for returns for me um, well i guess you win ttm of the weeks right i, I just want to put that out there guys. we can't win this so uh, uh, any host or guest host that's on the show we can't win that so but that's probably if that would have won if if we were eligible so <laughs> Chase, what do you got? Not much, <laughs> which is probably <laughs> going to be the story for most of us. But uh, I did actually get some cards in today. I got a uh, current manager for the Seattle Mariners if they were playing. So I guess currently that's not the manager. I don't know. Uh, Scott Service. So there's a uh, one there. And then what I do for my sets, I get the uh, the actual team card signed by the manager so there's that one and there's that one there um let's see i got two in from uh mark addy nice this one is game of Thrones. Actually, they're both. what's what, what's both his name um uh, mark addy addy yeah addy 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 these are both game of thrones but he was also in um Oh, now I'm drawing a blank. You don't even yeah. know who you wrote to, Chase? <laughs> well, no. Game of Thrones is why I was standing. Dude, Game of Thrones. The, that's, uh, I mean, at, at this point, it's the Game of Thrones. It's it's Robert. Right. Brown, so, yeah. 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 That's that's the main. That's thing. what he's known for. Also got in a picture from Santa Claus. My uh, my son was extremely happy that I got Santa Claus. But <laughs> dude, he has okay. So dude, right to Ed. He has some of the best inscriptions in the. Oh album. yeah. Uh, James Karen, who passed away recently, had really good ones. But Ed Asner's man, I, I sent him a, a relic card, like a picture of a relic card, and he wrote on he wrote on there, "This is a piece of my underwear," and then signed it. So um, <laughs> always great, good for a laugh. If you guys haven't wrote to Ed, uh, definitely write to him and add some sense of humor in there. He'll get he'll he'll entertain you. Yeah, this one says I'm I'm not on the uh, naughty list, so let's go party. Uh, and then the last one here, it, it's more of a uh, uh, personal success, I guess, because. Uh, Sent this out. I'm a big G.I. Joe Transformers fan. Sent it out to uh, one of the writers, Doug Booth, and hadn't gotten anything back. And then he reached out to me on Facebook and was like, hey, I sent you. Just check to see if you got them. I sent those to you, which was a total shock to me because, you know, first off, I don't use my Facebook for, you know, autographs or anything. It's just, you know, my own personal stuff. And so I got one of my G.I. Joe customs that I made. Oh, are you uh, are you a little freaked out that somebody looked up personal info, info on you to contact you there? Uh, um, I'm not really freaked, freaked out. out. Just it was a shock, but <laughs> even more because we we had a little conversation through the you know Facebook Messenger, and then he started like commenting on like you know my uh, 
my my kids um their pinewood derby wins and stuff i was like so this guy really looked through my pictures and Dude, stuff. So. that's a great move by a celebrity that has problems with the privacy stuff. That's a baller move to like reverse it on the person that sent it to you. I'm not going to lie. Like that's actually a pretty crazy idea. Um, I don't know that's, if that's what he's doing on purpose. He's he'd probably just being nice. That's the other one there. But we know there's celebrities that have a problem with the, the personal address stuff. Right. To yeah. Out on, to flip that on somebody like, like the, the, oh man, how do you, I kind of, like I kind of love that. And I'm I'm not saying he did that because he like I said he's probably doing it just to be nice, but like right, it was just yeah, hey, you want to make sure. And he actually sent like a whole page letter with with the photos and everything yeah. as well, talking. You know, just I think he was surprised and happy that somebody wrote to him because he was just a writer. You know, wasn't even a voice actor that you know goes to like cons or anything like that. He's just you know behind the scenes and talked Dude. about how he got to go in and like like help direct some of the scenes the way he was writing it and stuff cool it's pretty cool yeah definitely all right troy wait 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 we need to create a business here guys that so basically uh, the 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 celebrity can contract us out to act as the celebrity to uh contact these people that are contacting them at personal addresses to do the official freak out okay just throwing it out there uh, it's been copyrighted. You guys don't even, you guys listen and don't even try to do it. It's, it's, you know, it's copyrighted by us. So, um, go ahead, Troy. All right. Well, first I got a, a autograph card from Julian and Jonas, a YouTube subscriber. So that was kind of interesting. 87. Uh, yeah, it's one of those custom tops ones. So I kind of have a autograph wall of subscribers and fellow YouTubers up on the wall, but, um, then I have Mike, my, like this one, Al, how do you say his name, Mike? I, I Al, Al Afraidy. Didn't, <laughs> yep. didn't sign so, my <laughs> So mine was only uh, 297 days. Uh, that came today, actually. Uh, I got two from Joel Oliver, which were 862 days for the, for the set. set. Woo. Was and he picking up the machine or is that too late? What was that? No, oh, Big Red Machine was ended in the '80s, right? Yeah, that was yeah. Dave Conception, and but wasn't Sabo part of part of that too? And he was—I don't remember. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry, just uh, conversation. I'm not sure if how many of these I showed last time. I haven't done videos for them though. But I got uh, a Walter Davis on those uh, '90 Fleers that I've been sending out, and a Tom Chambers, some Enba. Are these pre C word? See what's going on right now. The the uh, these the basketball was only in late February, early March. So yeah, so it's pre like pre pandemic. I, I should say pandemic. That, that makes uh, it not obvious what I'm during, talking about. <laughs> it was during the ramp up, but right. But the, but it took a whole nother toll. Like after the like tenth and this, like that was right on the world. So and then an older one. I'm not sure when I actually uh, sent this right off the top of my head, but. Shane Sean Armstrong came in from I think spring training from the Mariners. So that's about it for me. So yeah, and you're probably gonna see a trickle in from here, guys. Uh, we'll yeah. see. Hope not. We'll see. Uh, we had our predictions on the last show, so if you want us to uh, hear what we think about the pandemic and how it's gonna affect the autograph industry, uh, please go listen to our last episode. Uh, Neri, you got anything? 
I don't have anything. I'm sorry, guys. I haven't <laughs> done this in forever. So. Well, you're basically in my shoes, Neri, because almost every episode we've had before, I've had nothing. So, uh, But I did pull some stuff today. So I got some interesting things to talk about, guys. Uh, number one, this is something I wanted to talk about uh, on the last episode, but it just didn't fit in. Um, there was actually a, a return on Star Tiger from uh, Gene Krantz. We talked about his authenticity issues before. And this person used a return to talk about how they sent the autograph into PSA and that PSA said that it was uh, not authentic. But we know that there's an actual picture of Krantz signing the item and that is in several places uh, on, in the autograph community. Uh, so just another error, I guess, by PSA. Um, but, you know, that stuff's going to happen. We can talk about that more in depth in another episode and what's... Uh, what the consequences of some of these errors are, but I just wanted to bring that to everybody's attention. If you saw that it wasn't authentic and you saw that PSA denied it, there are actual photos of Krantz signing that signature. So uh, that is guaranteed authentic. Um, so moving on, um, also wanted to talk about another authenticity issue. Kenny Rogers uh, passed away recently and um, a lot of people were buying his autograph, obviously. And a lot of people don't know that he auto-pinned almost all of his stuff TTM. And I, knowing, knowing that, bought some books, which I specialize in, to flip a profit because I'm a horrible person. Um, roast me in the comments if you want. So I <laughs> um, actually got this book here, and uh, it's signed on the cover. But as you can see, it's got several stutters. It's actually one of the worst auto pens I've seen in a long time, most likely because it's a glossy cover and the auto pen's built for a piece of paper. So um, got that and got my refund and everything. They said I could keep it, so um, I am keeping it, but um, it's definitely going to be marked as an auto pen. Uh, beware, guys. If you're buying stuff and these guys, if it, it drives down the price if you want a real one, so that's good news. Um, it's the same, I call it the Debbie Reynolds effect. When she passed away, like her stuff was selling for like $30 and you would file legit stuff around that price mixed in with all the TTMs and average Joe Schmoes don't know the difference. So you can take advantage of it. And it did drive down Kenny Rogers price a little bit, but just a, just a warning. If you are buying his signature, there are a lot of auto pens. Uh, so do your research as we always say, uh, moving on to purchases. Um, I did pick up an Andrew Breitbart, uh, Righteous Indignation. He is the creator of Breitbart, the news website, and he passed away at an early age, I think in 2012, I believe, or somewhere around there. But uh, it's signed on the title page there. Got, a, got that for a great price. These are all things that I sell and flip. These aren't for my personal collection. Um, and then got this from a library that was doing a sale, um, Julie Andrews. Um, just to be a, a jerk, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you I paid six dollars for this, and it is uh, it does have like a, a little sticker on the front and some writing, but it also has an authentic Julie Andrews signature right there. So, Julie Andrews autographed autobiography, um, and then this was probably the pick of the the two weeks that we uh, were off. This is uh, an amazing piece. It's a limited edition, uh, Return of the Anola Gay by Paul Tibbetts. And this uh, is not just the signed edition, it's the limited edition signed uh, book that has four of the pilots and a serial numbered right there. A very sought after piece for uh, military collectors and uh, it brings That's in nice. good money. I'll leave it at that. So That's nice. 
Um, the last thing is a fun one. Uh, I didn't want to end on a such a serious high, high, high end item. Um, got this in. I, I got to put it on. That tells you how weird it is. Um, Simon Pegg. And it's on a spot glove, but whatever. He doesn't start Trek. So. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's an oven mitt, guys. And, and it's the, uh, the old Spock symbol with his hand. So um, really cool piece. And that's, again, all that stuff I'm selling. So, um, yeah, that's what I got in. Um, and we're going to move on to the market watch. So uh, you want to take over, Mikey? All right. I'm going to share screens real quick. Do this share. All right. You guys should be seeing some eBay listings here. What I did in this week's market report. Uh, first one, Zion Williamson has signed a exclusive deal with fanatics. Um, what that means for the market is his prices are going to go up. Uh, and Luckily for everybody, uh, the market is flooded with forgeries. So, and it's really hard to tell what, what's authentic and what's not. He has a very simple signature. So, um, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, I guess it's not a good thing because they're so similar. It's going to be hard to discern what's real and what's not real because he did sign quite a bit of things before he signed this contract. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons that I pulled this up. Um, with the exclusive deal, if you're looking to purchase a Zion Williamson I would look for something that is authenticated by fanatics. You're going to pay a little more, but with the exclusive deal, I'm going to say that probably 90% of the stuff that's going to hit the market is going to be his stuff. I don't think he's going to stop signing. Uh, he, he, he's a decent signer. He likes taking care of the kids. Seems like a legit guy, um, but he knows the value of his autograph. Also, I wonder if they're going to do a stranglehold situation like upper deck uh, on like Jordan and woods and like uh, they basically suppress the entire market. And said, okay, you're you're with us, so uh, don't sign anything. Right, um, exactly. Woods, actually, I heard Tigers signed a little bit more in person, but uh, it's only like tour-based items and stuff. But um, once they get, I, I don't know what kind of company Fanatics is when it comes to that stuff. Uh, it'd be interesting to look into, though. Yeah. So just just some some stuff that sold recently. You know, you're looking at fifteen hundred to a thousand dollars for a jersey. And, you know, anywhere from 250 to, to 350 on eight by tens. And just, just to give you kind of a, you know, a, a comp, um, Zane brought up Michael Jordan, who is under Upper Deck's contract. You know, if, if you're looking to invest, if Zion pans out like he's going to be the next LeBron, you can jump in and pay a couple hundred bucks for an eight by 10, because look at what they did for Jordan. Uh, you're looking at an eight by 10 for 1500 bucks. Um, that's certified through upper deck. You know, that's, that's what you're paying for on, on the open market. I think Zion signed a little bit more, uh, at a younger age than Jordan did. I think Jordan was pretty stingy the entire time. Am I am I right, Neri? Do you know about that? Yeah, it's a it's a little weird because I one of the things that I do want to say just quickly because I know about it. You you are right with with Kobe and Panini and Jordan and Upper Deck. They did stop signing completely. Right. Um, so with regards to, it's only going to skyrocket in right. terms of pricing. Yeah. If um, if they if 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 Zion has that same contract with Fanatics, like I said, it depends on the company and what their policy is. To tell you the truth. Right, but, but also if they paid enough to contract Zion, then they're probably going to put that in there. 
All right. So, you know, just if you're looking to jump in, I'd, I'd do it quickly before, you know, he's been hurt. He hasn't quite exploded, but once he does, you know, and price is only going to go up, especially when he's under contract with somebody. I just want to bring uh, this up to Neri real fast because it's an interesting thing. Um, would would it be crazy to have a representative from those companies with the player, like almost constantly when they're in public, to slab things as they sign them? There, it's not with not with regards to slabbing, but in terms of having them. Because at that point, the market has to be slabbed, right? If, if they're only doing slabbed items, anything past a, that's produced past a certain point, uh, not slabbed, uh, but uh, stickered, well, sorry. Gen uh, gener so generally, what would happen is they would schedule a time for Zion to come in and do the signing. But here's the thing, with basketball players and high-profile sports people, they don't have a lot of time. So sometimes it's done in the locker room before the game. Right. So it it is very likely that a representative from the company, if he's got a very big contract in terms of autograph memorabilia, it's likely that they would be there. Uh, I'm just thinking the cost to employ somebody to be with the celebrity, like almost always in public. It's not, it wouldn't be always. It, well, well, and give the celebrity cards that are pre um, certified to give out whenever somebody wants an autograph in public. And you can literally say anything signed that's produced after this date that doesn't have this uh, sticker is not real. Like that, and, and then you would own the market for that one person fully. And you're brilliant. And that's a great idea. But you want to know what? They're not going to go to that length. Because, I mean, it's so much easier for them to do what they do. And they've already got, in terms of the market, it's Fanatics, Panini, Upper Deck. They've already got a stranglehold on the market. So they don't need to do that. Another well, that would, that, that, that would, I mean, not only that, it would knock out all the forgeries. Like, it's, I mean, you would still have them and dumb people would buy them, but the people that are moderately interested, like that would really help them out. Like, cause they would know that I have to go with this company. It's definitely going authentic because he does not sign things unless it has that sticker. In a perfect world, but in a, you perfect, know, world. In a perfect world. So. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, I'm taking over the segment again. Keep going. No, no worries. Here we go. All right, back to the screenshots here. So we did. Uh, we talked about Jordan. You know, I, I think it's going to end up that way. You're looking at fifteen hundred dollars down the road for an eight by ten. Um, with the pandemic, um, buyer buyer beware. Uh, I I think eBay and other markets have been flooded with forgeries. Um, I just did a quick search for you know, a Mike Trout, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this baseball here, you know, it looks like it was drawn by a four-year-old. Almost looks almost like a Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> um, one, it, it's, it's in Sharpie, uh, side paneled, uh, and anybody that's looked at a Mike Trout knows that's not real. And just look at the listing, you know, Mike Trout with a COA. And when you click on that, takes you to the listing here and it says you know mike trout ball authentic blah 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 the coa is from in-person authentics and if you look at the website autograph authentics.net which will be uh, void and null within a month yeah so <laughs> it, if you go that you know it, it's a GoDaddy thrown together website they put up some generic pictures um and then just read, you know, the next, if, if you don't like the COA, do not bid. I'm not an authenticator. Or yes, he is. He's the one that owns the website most likely. Exactly. So <laughs> stay away from this stuff just because it says COA, you know, do not 
buy it. <laughs> By the know? way, Neri, I have a bone to pick with your state passing a law that you have to have a COA on everything, and they don't even define what a COA is, which creates these garbage companies well, that uh, produce this I'm, stuff. I mean, here's also another thing is that regardless of California doing that, it has slowed down forged memorabilia to a greater degree because once you have to start putting down personal name and address on IP the addresses, COA, it's easier to track pe people down. People do not trust me it scares a lot of people away so yeah it's honestly, that makes sense it's, I guess. it's not that bad and another thing is they put an exemption to the law that booksellers and people that primarily do not sell autographs meaning people that are just commonplaces like they don't have to do it you should have told have, that they, to like the five they, people that told me they live in california and to, couldn't sell me a rosa parks for 30 dollars because of a new law yeah they don't you don't <laughs> have to do it because you're not an autograph seller you're a book dealer um, I'm not living. I don't live in California. I'm more worried about buying right. from people in California that say you they don't can't have do to, it. You don't have to worry about that. And well, another they, thing, they is, didn't know about that part. I'm, and that's uh, that's unfortunate. Newberry uh, Newberry Comics, which yeah. sells a lot of signed CDs, when the exemption of the law came into place, they were allowed to ship to California that at that point on. So it even it, it even it, it even applies to shipping to California. I thought it was stuff being sold out of California. It well they were worried that, that they would be breaking California law. Right. The, That's that was their cover concern. Their bases. Exactly. School on Mike, sorry. <laughs> so just buyer beware the market is flooded with forgeries and I think because of the pandemic it's been worse. Um, you know, just give you guys some ideas, some comps for uh, Mike Trout. Um, first one's a relic card, but you're looking at a, a certified pulled card, 300 bucks. Um, here's another one, uh, Mike Trout certified COA. Uh, COA looks weird though. I don't know exactly. That's my whole point is, you know, it was listed as 130. They took best offer. Uh, same thing. $52 dollars for a junky VSA. You know that's that's a no name, handmade uh, COA there. So well, just, we talked about we talked about the market being low due to the recession, right? And so people are going in thinking I'm going to get some great deals. And what you're showing is that people are taking advantage of that and um, basically putting out junk, knowing that people are going to be looking for low prices. Right. So it, it's not it's not us. We're educated enough that we're not buying the junk, but it's, it's somebody that says, Hey, I need a birthday present for my husband. I know nothing about autographs. Oh, this Mike Trout has a COA. I'm buying it. You know, those are the people that are being taken advantage of. And there's a lot of people out there that may have lost their jobs or something. And you know, they're, they're taking advantage of it. So, and I'm going to, I need to make a website that's like coarevolution.com or something. And basically what it's going to be is a website. It takes you to this place. And it's going to say COAs are bull unless it's a reputable company and you're not actually buying the COA. You're buying the reputation of the company you're buying from or whatever sticker that has on, uh, on it from that company. So uh, there needs to be a website where you can uh, like rate these places based on authenticity Ooh. and like how, how people feel about how good they are. Basically. Uh, I think that reputation should be out there. That would be such a better system than everybody printing off stupid pieces of paper that mean nothing. Yeah. But <laughs> right. Something I saw, I, I didn't pull any, any photos or anything and I won't talk about it yet because it's still pretty new, but the, the hot thing right now is the old PSA PSA has changed their card and they updated it, but the old ones, people are starting to print 
and printing their own PSA stickers. Mm -hmm. So people see, see a PSA sticker and they're like, Oh, I'm going to get it. But now everyone's like, Whoa, Whoa, that's, that's the worst forgery I've seen. And it's got a PSA sticker. So there's a, there's a bunch of red flags, even with a, a PSA, you know, they're, they're trying to change their card to make it more holographic. Um, so they can't be forged, but, it's always, out there. It's, just, mm-hmm. it's it's a chase, and it's always going to be a chase. They they're always going to have to stay ahead of the game, and once they lag behind, that's whenever the market overflows yeah. with uh, forgeries. And like th- those cases have been around forever on the marketplace in China. Like if you guys go, to, like if you're in any business, and you deal with China, like you can go in there to the popular websites where you buy bulk, mm-hmm. and you can find those cases easily for fifty cents, twenty five cents a piece. And buy in bulk uh, like a thousand, like even or even more. And dude, and it, you can make bank if you could actually forge that. Like that's crazy. That uh, that I, I we knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter of time, right? Yeah. But don't do that. <laughs> one of the things. One of the things I highly recommend. I mean, <laughs> is if you're going to buy something that's got a PSA sticker on it, zoom in, look at that number, and then go to their website. You can go for free. Type in the number and look it up. See what well, it is. Here, here's what they're doing though. They're mocking the numbers. They're, yeah, they're, they're finding the number saying, okay, this Kobe eight by 10 has this number. So they're printing up that exact number right. and forging a Kobe eight by 10. So yeah. you, they're putting in the number and saying, oh, it's, it registers as a Kobe. I'm going to buy it, but it's, it's all mm-hmm. been fake. So yeah, just, technology is so like, it's so advanced now that I don't even know what they can do at this point to, to move to the next level because Serial numbers were a foolproof thing before, um, especially holographic stuff they couldn't forge. Now you can, I mean, you have 3D printers and like, there's so much material out there. Well, I can say one thing that I think that, and I've already been thinking about this for many years, is that I think that we're going to move to where what we do with IDs in terms of like, I don't know if you've, like our state, California, they've got an ID where under light, it has this sort of vision. So I'm thinking on the back of photos and stuff to know that it's really the stamp of the third party authentication company, that there's going to be something on the back of a photo. Well, when you shine can't that the light be that eventually like redone? So I here's what I'm thinking. I, we talked about this on the last show. Like uh, here's what I think the ultimate thing is. So instead of a serial number going to a website that says it's authentic, you have a serial number that links to a video of the person signing the autograph and you can actually see the autograph after it's signed and actually compare the signature on that to what was signed and you can act that that would be foolproof right i guess you could technically do do that with uh photos would be easier to do it with that would i mean you could technically swap the photo on a green screen and then just throw the photo every time you have a signed photo i mean that could be fake too photoshop yeah so well i mean but it's on the official website right it's, it's true, but you know. Oh, you're again, saying so if it's slab, they're not going to open it up and, and it's just a, yeah, it's a not, copy it's, of that. Yeah, it's that. Not, yeah, yeah. it's going to be untouched. But, you know, it, I think that these authentication companies, I you know, regardless of PSA, unfortunately, the new sticker is being faked, uh, as you can see, as Mike pointed out. But I do, I'm glad that they are making an attempt to constantly update their stickers because if yeah. you do that, the likelihood it's sort of like changing the game on these four it's currency it's the same thing yeah, as currency ex- exactly and once you change the the new sticker and change the new card it's going to be hard to replicate that you know and then by the time they do that they're on to another sticker and another card so right it's a good in- thing invisible ink and barcodes well yeah like like you were saying i know uh mlb like some of their game used stuff like the back whenever like the mcguire home runs and all that was going on they have um 
like UV like stamps where you put them under a black light and you can see the codes on them. That that's exactly what I was talking right. about, and I think that's what where we're going to go in the authentication field uh, in terms of get using UV lights and certain lights to show uh, numbers and codes and to really prove authenticity and show logos and stuff like that. I think that's really high tech, and I don't think we're there right now, but I think that's where it's going. So for the for those that dabble in the the legit photo market, are those sports still producing? authentic hologram photo stickers are we talking about like half the half of the what are you talking about licensed photos licensed photos with the holographic numbers and everything like that confuses people and they think it's a coa i don't know how like they didn't put two and two together with that because that was a huge problem like obviously we know we're not talking about us up here we're talking about the people that just buy something for a gift like mike was saying like that's a that that's a huge issue well I, it, it was a big issue, but I know the MLB, once uh, people were raising that, people were saying, well, you be the autograph, you have an official photo, MLB photo, and the autograph is now confusing people to think it is authentic. Right. So what they started to do is on their official memorabilia, they started putting the numbers that you could go match the autograph to. But even so, it, yeah, but it had the numbers on the, uh, like, there's official MLB memorabilia that has the numbers, but it's not a certification. It's just a, it basically says that this is a real product. It was like, I, I don't know. Like it, it was very confusing. Yeah. That bull, that crap right there. Yeah. yeah. That's exact, <laughs> and you'd see people post like, this is authenticated, show a holographic sticker from the NBA or the MLB. And how is like Janet, the secretary down the street supposed to know that that's not real. Anyways, I'm on a tangent. Mike, keep going. <laughs> okay, right. Karen. So just one last one to finish up here. Uh, we talked about the the comps. Um, just just to be smart. If the deal's too good to be true, it probably is. Uh, if, if you're looking for a high end name, you're going to pay a high end price. Um, but with that being said, there are deals out there. Uh, search eBay. Look for a reputable company. Uh, I just pulled this real quick. Uh, Mill Creek Sports out, I believe, in uh, Washington State. Uh, legit company, you know, type something in that you're looking for, and then do a search and look for or best offer. Uh, you know, here's a Lupinella and Jose Canseco, $15 for an 8x10. These are both certified by uh, PSA, which is not a bad price, but with the best offer, you know, send them a $10 offer. They, they will either reject it or counter. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not a bad price. You know, Pinella charges, uh, if you want to send them, by the time you do postage, printing out the eight by 10, you know, you're, you're looking at 10, $15 anyway. So uh, there are deals out there. Just, just look for them. And just a heads up on the, uh, just talk about that end of it. Cause I'm heavy on the eBay end. Um, eBay is moving away from uh, an auction economy into an offer economy. So um, obviously buy it now is the best thing. You want to let it sit there and get the highest price if you can, but um, they're really pushing offers both ways. So you can obviously, uh, if they have it turned on, send an offer to them like it was in that listing, but they're pushing sellers to do the same thing. So we have now have a system where if somebody watches our item, we can send them an offer for a lower price. And I'm seeing like uh, at this point, like 25% of my deals are all through offers and that's only going up. I think it's due to Macari, which is implementing that system to begin with. And they have, have had a lot of success. So uh, just so you know, if you are you know dealing with eBay buyer or seller, don't, don't just skip the offer stuff because like Mike said, you can actually get a lot, a lot of good deals through it. People are doing it. I mean, it's, it's a large, it's, it's a big portion of people's sales. 
And, and right now it is a, a buyer's market. So yep. if you find something and best offer, make, make an offer if, if you can afford it. So that's it for the, the market report this week. Awesome. Let's go ahead and move on to the Via Venue Report. Neary, go ahead and give us the v- uh, Yeah, guys, uh, or the Via Venue Report, uh, there's nothing because uh, there's a pandemic in our country. Moving on to the topic for today, and that is voice acting autographs. And uh, Neary uh, knows several voice actors, so he is w- very well versed on this topic. Uh, we're going to start out with the history of voice acting autographs uh when did it really start becoming a thing for people to research who did these voices in these shows um and when did maybe um when 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 did it kind of like start peaking and getting really popular and and have a, a culture around it on the internet so uh well, Neri, I, you want to start off well i appreciate you having me on and yeah no it's it's really incredible over the last few decades where uh, voiceover autographs have really ri- risen to occasion, meaning that they are now a dominant market force with conventions and sending stuff through the mail. And it's thankfully to the people, the legends that proceeded before many of the voice actors that are doing the job today. It's people like Mel Blanc and June Foray, who were very, uh, you know, iconic. And, uh, I mean, Mel Blanc, the man of a thousand voices, and June Foray, the god. Uh, I think that she she's sort of the godmother to voiceover um, and n- notorious for, you know, signing uh, TTM very well. Uh, I don't know any collector that wasn't collecting in the 90s and early 2000s that does not have June Foray in their collection. Um, I think that she gave paved the way for uh, newer voiceover talent to sort of sign their fan mail and it seemed more like of a common thing. I know in the early 2000s, uh, Tara Strong was very, very uh, popular in terms of through the mail request. And um, she is someone that has now voiced hundreds of characters. Uh, people like that uh, increased the popularity of voiceover autographs. It wasn't until the last five years that we really saw growth at in-person events, appearances, signings, and I think that really helped our industry to sort of appreciate the the role of a voice actor, which is really just an act. It's just an act. It's just acting. Right. I know. I know. We designate the voice part, um, but many voice actors are more talented than some of the on-screen people. But you don't recognize um, their faces, which tends to be an issue with uh, autograph collecting. Like, but the cool thing is, like before, you wouldn't even have thought. I I can't get Bugs Bunny's autograph. I can't get uh, a Transformers autograph. But right. when this started arising, uh, we would say like the, the 90s is when it first started like brewing up right. to popular culture um, that uh, you could get that now. That, that's now a possibility. We, and it is right. And we have a lot of voice actors in the community that are now even more popular than on screen actors. I mean, right. that, that's incredible to me. I mean, when, when you coin the voice, the voice of your childhood, that is something that I feel is very strong with people. Um, and it's something that, you know, it really encourages people to go out and research other people that are behind your, your favorite characters. I will know? say this too, as a seller, this, uh, this, this uh, rise in popularity has also helped people who passed away years ago. Uh, well, not, not help them, but help sales of their stuff because 
who would have thought to get these old Disney characters that were back in the 30s? Nobody really knew who they were, or they might have been minor actors that were only in a, appeared uh, themselves in a couple roles on screen. But and and you wouldn't even thought anything of their autograph back in the day, I, like before I mean, the I'm 90s. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you brought that up because people like Dickie Jones, who was the voice of Pinocchio. You had the voice of Snow White. Right. Those were no, you know incredible TTM signers. They went from nobody to like for, for giant years. People. And unfortunately, in the market value, those people that, you know, the, the, their autographs that even before the, the market was a success or uh, uh, something that was popular, I mean, you could get their autographs for like 5 to $20. Now, they're hundreds of dollars. Like Dickie Jones, yep. I, I saw a 4 by 6 of Dickie Jones sell for $150 because he wrote high diddly D. Yep. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> and those are some of the things that when I was collecting and sending stuff through the mail, that's the stuff I'm never going to sell. I remember sending to Dickie Jones uh, before he passed in 2007. This is several years before it really reached the peak of its popularity in terms of collecting. I remember sending, uh, sending him a TTM request and he sent me a letter. He wrote, you know, details about how he was a child when he recorded Pinocchio. He wrote inscriptions on all the photos. I mean, that's really what got me to love, uh, collecting was voiceover talent voiceover autographs so and this is something you guys can translate to it, 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 no matter what you're interested in in autograph collecting no matter what topic you can take this uh phenomenon and put it towards that and what i'm talking about is think about what is not thought about right now when, when you're writing to somebody uh inventors scientists people that are changing the world that uh people don't maybe not know them by name like if you ask who won the Nobel Prize last year, nobody probably knows. Um, Nobel, that's maybe not a good choice. Nobel collectors tend to sign a lot. But um, if you can find that market uh, before everybody else does and, you know, collect all these people, you're going to have an amazing collection if that market blows up later on in life. I, I'll tell you, there's a market that stands to mind, not that I want to switch topics, but NASA, anything space related, that's a market. I think that's that is, been a thing for a while, though. Well, that, that blew up within the last telling you there's people before then that were collecting in the late 80s yes that's true that, yeah that that were like you know they were really ahead of the curve and i mean for voiceover actors uh that's something that collecting has only been around for the last uh decade 15 years so i will give you another one and then we'll get back on topic give me one second internet pioneers people that created the arpanet people that created uh the world wide web tim berners lee tim berners lee perlman steve i'm sorry uh leonard kleinrock like those guys, those are the ones to get now because in 20 years, those autographs are going to be worth 100, 200, 300 dollars. Uh, right now, I think Berners Lee is already like 100, 150 dollars. So those are the stuff. That's the stuff to go after now while it's cheap, and then later on, you're going to look at your collection and be like, "I'm a millionaire, man." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Get back on topic of voice acting, Mike. Was it, you were going to say something? Yeah, real quick. I, I know you started to tap into this this uh, genre, but one that's really blown up: uh, video games. Huge. Um, Steve Steve Downs. You might not know the name. Master Chief in Halo. Yeah, actually, there you go. He's actually a client of CelebWorks. Also, that's... people like Kenny James, who's the voice of Bowser, Samantha Kelly, who's the voice of Princess Peach. These are all people that, if you start collecting now, these are people that we've seen over the last three or four years, their, their popularity is skyrocketing. Yeah. Um, and it's because of the connection that people make. Uh, 
from when they were a child. And it used to be like, sports, right? I mean, that used to be the, the people that the kids looked up to back in the 60s. Right. And, 50s. and now, and now look at those autographs from those guys in that era. They've blown exactly. up like crazy. Well, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the childhood because someone of age like myself, you know, <laughs> I grew up watching like Chase, G.I. Joe and Transformers. I never thought about the people behind the voices. As I got older as a collector, you know, then I started to realize there are actors, very talented people that brought these characters to life. Same, same thing with the video games. I love Halo and, you know, I've got Steve Downs and, you know, some of these people are great TTM signers and you, like you said, get them now because absolutely, it's just going to keep getting better. And, and I, and I, I'm, I'm so glad you touched on that. And for a lot of people that don't know, cause I don't think we discussed it, but you know, I, I'm part of a, a personal appearance company uh, in Los Angeles called CelebWorks. And I represent a lot of the voice actors that uh, Mike was actually just talking about. And it is important to get them now because, you know, some of our clients are a lot older in age, people like Alan Oppenheimer, uh, Melendi Brett. These are legends of our field, Michael Bell. Um, and, you know, we don't, we, 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 you know, with the whole virus and epidemic going on, we don't know how much longer that my guys can even do appearances, meaning right. that, you know, it's really changing the game. So if you're collecting, you know, go for the legends now. Go for the people that you're going to want later and that will have long-term value. Because yep. those are the people that matter, not the people that are doing the voices right now. It's the people that people really uh, have that personal deep connection to their childhood. That's and, the stuff we'll, that's going to be hanging on your wall in 30 years. Yeah. Right. And what I'll say about, about voice actors, I'm, I'm amazed as a collector – some of the biggest names, how great of signers they are. I, I think of the, the Simpsons, Nancy Cartwright, who does the voice of Bart Simpson, you send her a picture or a self-addressed stamp envelope and you will get something back. It, she is almost guaranteed. It may be personalized, but somebody like that who has been on a show for 30 years, I mean, one of the top rated shows and so talented, she does many voices, but you know, obviously the best known one is Bart Simpson. She will send you something. And that to me as a collector, you don't find that in other other genres. Well, it's also grown to a point, like the popularity's grown to a point where it's not only these people that are uh, like middle to lower level actors on their way up doing it. It's top level actors doing it now because they realize that it's a, it's another art form that they can express themselves in. So when you start seeing the, the like the A-list actors start, you know, foraying in that area, you know, it's kind of a, a really good area to uh, pay attention to. Uh, guys down below, uh, Troy, uh, Chase, you got anything to add? Well, one of the things I've been seeing uh, as far as both signing and uh, conventions that Neri <laughs> is a part of is when I go to voice actor panels uh, as opposed to celebrity panels, the celebrity panels or the, you know, the, the cast of Arrow or whatever you have there, you know, they're there, they're telling the same stories that you hear all the time and people are there just to see the people on stage, but you get to the voiceover panels and the, the fans know everything they've done. And half of them, when they say, who's here because they want tips on voice acting, you know, hands go in the air. They're there because they want to be a voice actor. And that forms that bond. You know, nobody, everybody wants to be an actor, this or that. But the voice actor panels, people are looking for that personal connection and saying, hey, can you, you know, I, I want to 
I enjoy your work and I want to be a part of that. I think. I so. think part of that is they're not getting bombarded 24 seven and getting noticed. So uh, they're walking down, they can right. walk down the street and get something to eat. Yeah. While, exactly. while actor can't. And so they're a lot more likely to be receptive of that attention than somebody that's bombarded 24 seven. I think that as has, long a lot they don't to talk. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so yeah, something real quick on that. Um, on the panels, from what I've seen, I'm not a big convention person. I know Neri, you can tell a quick story on this. Um, you know, when, you go see an actor, you go to see them because they're their appearance. But when you go to see a voice actor, they they'll read stuff in the voices and talk, right. you know, in the voices. And I know you did something with Alan Oppenheimer where he was doing stuff as Skeletor. Okay. One of the things that I'm big on uh, as, as an agent is making sure that every fan has that real authentic reaction. When my guys, when my guys have fans approach them, it's not, it's not the adult that's walking up to the table. It's the 10 year old that watched them for decades and that, that are watching reruns to this day that are showing their kids the same programs. So it's really important to me that I, I tell my guys, Hey, whenever you can do the voice, it's something that people want to, people want to see you do it. And then sometimes we have some, some of my clients that a fan will walk up like a little kid going, uh, can I, can I hear, you know, and you know, my guy will be like, what do you want to hear? This is my voice. You know, he goes, no, 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 do the voice, do the voice. And someone like Brett Iwin, who's the voice of Mickey Mouse, he'll, he'll let it out. And it's like the kid changes in a half a mm -hmm. second, like his eyes glow. And that's why we do that. I mean, it's yeah. just an incredible feeling. I feel like it's more rewarding than someone who's on screen because yeah. it's like, a, well, you're a lot less likely to get somebody like you, if, I don't know if you're an uh, on-screen actor, it's almost, uh, you can't just do voice. You have to do like acting with your arms and you're making more right. of a show of it. If you're a voice actor, you can just sit there and do the voice and, uh, you know, it's not as big of a deal. And I think voice is so essential and uh, it's something that it just, it digs at the core of who we are. Uh, mm -hmm. There's babies that I think there's studies that babies that don't <laughs> hear, uh, you know, they actually suffer from that emotional connection. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's the core of all human beings, that the voice is such a key essential part. That's why our obsession with voiceover autographs, I think that's increased over the last couple of decades because of how important it is. Well, look at ASMR. I mean, that's, that, that's another um, result of that, I think. Uh, if you don't know what ASMR is, it's basically people talking. It can be other things like tapping and stuff, but people love listening to things that calm them and the things that calm them usually are the things they experienced in childhood things you may not even think of uh we're very we don't notice that very often that we rely so much on uh noise and, and how we react to it um let's go ahead and move on guys to the next uh topic which is ttms and you said uh you know tara signed great in the 90s and i think what happens when you have a boom is people uh realize that this is a, a legit income stream and probably would cut the cut down on the TTMs quite a bit when that happened, right? Well, you know, I can't speak for Tara Strong, but I do know that for in my general. client, for, in general, and my clients, uh, a lot of the people that were getting TTMs, we there there was no stop to it. Meaning, right. there was a lot of people that would be sending Alan Oppenheimer 10, 15 requests, toys through the mail, and sometimes that mail overload becomes to be too much. Um, right. And people do abuse the system unfortunately i mean which is why we need rules guys like if you if yeah. you uh, i don't have a problem with uh, like i have a little bit of a problem but i'll say i don't have a problem with somebody trying to 
get the most they can. But it's also the right of a celebrity to have rules in place that stop that person from getting what they think is unfair. And um, there's several ways to do that. And we've talked about it on other shows. I won't go into it. But um, yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. I think that a good rule of thumb for anybody, any fan that's sending a letter is that, you know, keep in mind, like, it, it's something that what would you be willing to sign for someone? You right. know, if you turn the question on yourself and say, hey, you know, if I was, you know, someone that, you know, that is a fan of me, how many would I sign for that person? Maybe 42 pops being sent in three luggage cases is not a good idea to send to anybody. <laughs> which actually was done to Mr. Alan Oppenheimer. So Yikes. as you can understand that that's why people like him have stopped signing through the mail and, right. or, you know, sort of sporadically signed. Which is the consequence of doing that. We talk about that flooding and abusing the addresses. Um, we're not for that because that creates a bad connection with those celebrities. And you, you may write a perfectly good letter, but they're not going to remember your letter over the cases of pop figures that they got that one time. That's the one they're going to remember, right. not your letter, which was nice and, and a normal letter. So that's bad stuff's always going to stick harder than the good stuff. Um, so we always urge people to, you know, be, be but, polite when you send and don't send, you know, 20 items. That's one of the reasons why whenever, uh, you know, I do stuff like this. <laughs> There's Michael Bell's. That's every character he did in G.I. Joe. So instead of sending one picture for every character, put them all in one. Yeah. You know? Or if you want 20 items, write the person and see if they want a fee and work right. out a deal and actually, you know, make a transaction based on that. Don't just try to get everything for free. Um, I've always felt that way. I don't have a problem with somebody getting 20 autographs, but you should like not do it under the guise of I have 20 brothers and sisters. You should do it under the guise of, I want 20 autographs for my collection or to sell them. Here's how much money and, you want. And I'm going to say it's touching base on that. I, I, I'm, a lot of my clients discuss this with me a lot and they don't attend shows. Many of them do not attend shows for the money. They don't respond to fans because of the money. That's not the point of what you know they want. It's that interaction with a true fan, the person that really is genuine and it comes up and just as in tears or somebody who tells them, uh, there's a, a great example that I had a client at a show and um, a, a kid walked up and he goes, I want you to know that you saved my life. Uh, and my, my client said, well, well, how did I save your life? And they said that the moral at the end of the story for every one of your episodes uh, kept me from committing suicide. And that those are the kind of memories that I have from doing these personal appearances right. that truly sticks out and that that's why my clients uh make appearances at shows i mean many of my guys are very well off right so you know well i'm saying from a, from a from an honesty standpoint as a ttmer coming from the side of sending things it would be a lot more honest to approach it that way than to send so many things and you know make some bullcrap argument for it right so um yeah, but I could definitely see that they, the, those people are well off and they do it for the experience and signing TTMs is probably the same way. Cause, um, we know that there's some people that will write a whole page. Oh, well, he's had somebody in the returns, like write a whole page because they were so excited to make somebody's day. And, uh, there's, there's always going to be that aspect to it. 
Um, do you see, um, so do you see a decline in TTMs in that field? Larry? I think it, I just, I think in generally that's, what's going to happen. I think, well, uh, of course with the, with the pandemic, the, that's obviously going to affect everything. Yeah. But I'm talking specifically with the, uh, with the popularity of voice acting and especially pop, I think pops probably helped a ton with uh, voice acting. Cause once you have those pops, you gotta have somebody sign them. And that's who you're going to as the voice actors. Right. So, and you know, that's, I'm glad that you brought up pop vinyls. That is, currently the leading item that is brought up to a table if one right. of our actors have a pop vinyl right. um, and that is not vaulted but i i do think that the decline will happen uh not including the pandemic that's happening but i'm i think the decline will happen because more and more voice actors that are unobtainable uh, are going to be doing appearances uh and they're not going to feel the desire to you know respond in the way that they were responding for decades. So. Right. Well, I think we're going to see a shift in general on how fans and, and celebrities interact. Uh, we don't know how that's going to look yet, but it's going to look different. It's probably going to involve technology in some way. So uh, we don't know what it's going to be. Uh, hopefully it's something that works out for the fans and the celebrities where everybody's happy. And we're going to move on to our next subtopic, which is eBay. Um, and we're going to throw in some conventions and market stuff um, and how the celebrities actually feel about those things. Uh, generally, obviously, we're not talking about anybody specifically um, and how that affects the way they sign. Um, eBay is the first one I think of whenever I think of any group of celebrities signing and how that affected their attitude toward autograph uh ipers ttmers the people looking for autographs for free um Neary, since you're kind of the professional here um do, did you see uh ebay kind of uh I, I know you weren't in that area when ebay hit but you have i know you've heard people talk about ebay and how it affects their attitude um i think ebay is the driving force currently for people that even dictate pricing at events. I think right. that's, and you know, I, it's, we don't have Beckett's anymore. You have eBay, eBay you completed search. You, you go to eBay completed search. And I think that's what dictates, you know, demand meets, you know, accessibility right. and whatever, whatever, uh, with regards to the marketability of someone's autograph, it's going to change how someone proceeds with their business. And unfortunately, not unfortunately, but conventions and appearances, our business and it's something that pe some people treat that way now there are certain actors that would never charge for an autograph and it'll always stay that way but for those that do uh certain things like the ebay marketplace or the facebook marketplace that their autograph price will be dictated based on what it sold before um right. and that's just how it's going to be yep. now do i see an incline of people not signing because i just think it'll be a matter of that the celebrity will be charging for their autograph Right. which is how it's been for the last 40 years. Well, we see a lot of people like despise collectors duly just because people sell their autograph on eBay. That's, that's a common thing we see with celebrities. Um, do you think it's less so in that field? I, I think if you have the right agent that is taking you an appearance, you'll explain that you can't control it. It's not something that is even you shouldn't even worry about it. They'll Once, be, they'll be knowledgeable on the, on the topic or be uh, right. told the knowledge and they'll understand that it's something they shouldn't worry about because it doesn't affect them really at all. It, it doesn't affect them. The secondary marketplace doesn't affect most 99% of our clients. Generally, not everybody with, has good people around them here. Well, no, generally it's not even that. And I explain this, uh, my business partner, Christopher and I explain this to all our clients. Uh, people are 
when they attend a show, you know, one of the fears that some of our clients initially when they start doing appearances is, well, if I sign a stack of 30 autographs for a dealer, uh, will that affect my convent, you know, convention success? And I said, no, because many of the people that are coming to see you are coming to see you and talk to you. It's that one-on-one uh, personal experience that they're looking to Yeah, the to only have. signature that will affect their value is signing a Panini Americana contract. Well, <laughs> I can't, I can't. I'm, I'm, okay, okay. I can't uh, do you guys have anything else that. to say on eBay down there? Have you guys ever bought a uh, voice actor autograph on eBay? I, I've bought hundreds. So yes, I, I can be the first to say that. Yes. Uh, did you get them from a, like a, did, uh, did you buy from like a reputable dealer or were they like in person, like convention stuff that was like, well, I think like any collector, I think that over time you kind you know. of, you yeah. kind of know the autograph. Now I'm, I'm one of the blessed people that can do that. I think people, some people have an eye, right? Right. Uh, I think a lot I, of people have the eye. And if you spend, uh, if you spend a year, like 10, 10 to 20 years in the hobby, I would say like over 50% of collectors would have the eye. That's my opinion. If you've spent that long obsessing over one hobby and some people just don't have it, but I would say it's a large portion of people that are in the hobby and obsessive over it. Uh, I think they do have it. Like for example, like just recently uh, I was, I started a Batman animated series cast piece and in order to finish it, I went and bought an Ephraim Zimbalist index <laughs> card because he was the voice of Alfred from Batman, the animated series. So uh, you know, of course, I didn't have the foresight a decade ago to get him on a Alfred piece because he was on Sunset Boulevard and so many other things. Um, but, you know, that, those are the kind of things that I think that the marketplace serves a great justice for a lot of collectors. Right. Is that if you're looking to finish a set or a collection that, you know, if you can't go to a convention sort of like, you know, that's across the world or across the country, that you can go on eBay and there's a comfort in not having to spend thousands of dollars to finish your piece. Or finish there's a lot of set. photo matching that goes on on eBay too. And that's not a hundred percent science, but it is a, a pretty good uh, thing to go by. Um, how about you guys, um, Chase and Troy, you guys ever bought a uh, voice actor on eBay? Nope. All TTMs, huh? You're all cheapskates. No, I actually, I've, I've gotten more in person than, than TTM for the voice actors, but yeah, I really, really haven't bought anything off. Yeah, off actually, uh, if you guys haven't seen on Chase uh, Chase's channel, Chase and Inc., he posted <laughs> uh, a big video of in-person photos, and it was crazy the amount of people you've met. And I saw a lot of voice actors in there. Uh, that that was before, uh, you know, I went to digital camera, and then my computer crashed, and I lost all those pictures. Oh, man. A lot of <laughs> uh, Babylon 5 people, just saying. A lot of Babylon 5 people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Mike? You bought any? Uh, you bought any? Voice I mean, I I'll, I'll clean up the convention scraps. I don't know if like people get stuff signed and try and pawn it off and you know sell it at a discounted price. But I've got stuff that's been you know a little stickered from whatever convention it comes from. Yeah, I'll definitely keep my eye open for it. I think eBay actually serves that that community very well. I think it's a it's a good place to find authentic memorabilia. Um, but we can talk about forgeries, then we'll move on. Are there a lot of forgeries on, on eBay that you find, Neary? Uh, or is it kind of a lower percentage than most markets? I think it's a, in terms of voiceover autographs? Yeah. It is a lower percentage, but I, I mean, I still see them. Uh, and well, sometimes you, like people that have the eye, it's, it's almost like seeing just a big red bus while you're like scrolling, like, like you're like, Oh, that's terrible. Like those are the things that stick out like yeah. a sore thumb. So like people like us that do this every day and like, 
uh, are in it, in it. Um, it's really easy to see that stuff. It's like, Oh my God. See, I, I don't represent, I don't represent Peter Cullen, but one of the things I do see a lot of is a lot of Peter Cullen autographs that someone is d- cranking out out there that I'm like, that's not his autograph. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those people are artists that try to and, mock. It's, it's and Frank, Wel- Frank Welker is another one. Alan Oppenheimer is another one. I've seen a couple of Michael Bell's, a couple of Brett Iwins. Uh, and, you know, these are all people that are accessible and do shows. I don't even understand why someone would do that. You know? Right. Well, I mean, but, they, uh, if you could sit there and sign a bunch of them, I mean, you know, once the person's got the signature down that they think is acceptable, the profit margin is pretty large as long as they don't get arrested and put in prison. <laughs> but if they, if they live in another country, which I think a lot of this stuff comes from other countries and is shipped in, that's my personal opinion, because they're a lot safer over there to do what uh, those people do. Um, they're not going to be prosecuted in another country for forging autographs that are sold in America. It's always going to be one of those things that, uh, you know, the fan and the, um, the collector is going to have to tackle. It's just unavoidable. You know? So you are a little bit safer though on eBay. With- oh yeah. For voiceover. I think, I think it's, a, you have probably another 35% uh, safety net. So. Yeah. And, re- and regarding the market, we don't know where it's going because everything's up in the air at this point. So we can't really speak on right where that's going in the future. So let's move on to my favorite subtopic. And uh, uh, if you don't know, this this voice acting autograph topic is going to be branched out to other genres that we will do when we have guests on. So these subtopics will be asked to every single genre when we do it. And this is my favorite one, guys. Um, Genre no-nos. Genre no-nos. So these are things you do not want to do when you meet somebody that does voiceover, when you write to somebody that does voiceover. Um, uh, What are some of those, Jerry? I think that I'm so glad you asked that. One of the things that people always seem to do is that, you know, there's always the fan that is the genuine, oh, I love you. And there's always the fan that walks up to the table at an in-person appearance and tries to do the voice (laughs) to the person that does the voice. And, you know, it's sometimes very hard to stomach some of the, uh, so, some of the <laughs> attempts. Yeah. So my advice is to always stay away from that because if you appreciate it, all you have to say is, look, I love your work. That, that goes a long way. You mimicking them doesn't, and poorly does not ever help you. Um, another genre no-no is sending multiple items to anyone. I think that's just a general thing. Yeah. And another one that people seem to forget is that bringing the wrong, sending the wrong photo, uh, the wrong character. And yep. sometimes a lot of them is not a good thing. So always do your research before. I you- think we're all guilty of that. And I know that that's an, like, I I've seen celebrities tweet because of me, mm-hmm. like, this is not me. Stop sending this to right, me. Right, But I think it's different for voiceover because sending a photo to the Kool-Aid man and it's Sonny, <laughs> the cuckoo bird, I'm sorry, but there's a huge <laughs> discrepancy there. Yeah. You know, that's just simple stuff. Um, I, I personally, I, I, I understand that some people get angry at that. I think they should sign it and say, this is not me and then sign it. I think that's fun, but like, it's the disrespect, I guess, that you wrote to that person and you didn't realize that they did not voice that character. I, I think it's a little bit of everything. I think it's a little bit of the disrespect, but it's also like, Hey, you don't even know the character that you're a fan of. There's right. something wrong here. So right. that's just, at yeah. just the innocent level of it. Um, yeah, I love it. That's great. All right. Well, that was a great segment. Uh, thanks for all the information, Neary. Uh, we're going to move on to the case against the case against. And that is the case against Jimmy Carter and the case against Hulk Hogan. 
And uh, to present evidence in the courtroom today is Mike. All right. We're going to start with Jimmy Carter, and this was much easier than I thought it was going to be. Uh, we're going to start with this bad boy here. This is pretty much the official presidential autograph that you'll get when a request is sent to basically the White House or when a, somebody's in office. Um, those are all auto pen. You are not going to get a sitting president to sign something. I'll put it out there. I will stand behind it. You will not get your request. You will get a nice photo. Sometimes it will say your name right here printed, but this is an auto pen. Let's Full. put it this way. People presidents are so wall in office are so hard to get that sitting senators and representatives usually get autographs from the president. If they're in the same party for supporting their candidacy. And almost all of those are fake too. Usually secretarial or, or something else. So like, it's very tough. It's almost impossible. And unless you're like, like standing in front of them and he signs, you're not going to get it or on the campaign trail. If you send to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, I can guarantee it's not getting in that building. Nope. <laughs> so, um, but Jimmy Carter, if you see Jimmy Carter written out fully straight across, it's a good chance. It's an auto pen. So now we are going to go to our friend, Star Tiger. And Jimmy has a bunch of stuff. Um, and Sorry. our co-host has submitted a bunch Sorry. of them. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that's a uh, familiar Just so you know, picture. if you're listening to the audio podcast, you can watch the uh, video version of this on YouTube. And uh, about 25% of scans from Jimmy Carter are from me. So I apologize. All right. So let's let's go on. Let's just click on this one. This is the classic Jimmy Carter that you're going to see come through the mail. Uh, he starts, you know, he has the J bottom and then he comes across, crosses the J and comes into the Carter, which crosses over into the C and then the rest of the Carter. It is very classic and TTMs come through. It has gotten a little shorter and shakier, but Pretty much every TTM that you see is that way. Now, let's keep going. This is an in-person book, and I'm, I'm basing this off of what was submitted. I've got to guess that it was in-person. Yep. Um, That's an in-person signature. They are different, guys. They, they are different, but you do see you know the J come across and then crosses over into the Carter, A-R-T-E-R. Here's another TTM, same thing, a uh, little, little smoother in, in the J's here, but same thing crosses over in the Carter, A-R-T-E-R. -E um, there are a few certified, but here is another classic example of the preprint. Jimmy Carter signed fully, straight across, almost a straight line. Uh, let's go down here. This does say authentic in person. There is Jimmy Carter spelled out. Yeah, and I was gonna I was gonna throw this in here. I usually don't interrupt on during these segments, but the the he does sign long form rarely, and those go for a premium price. He actually has signed limited editions, just like one or two that are signed with full signatures, premium price. 
And for, uh, I think one of his book releases, he did book plates that were signed full signature and inscribed. So um, it's rare, but you can get a full one um, everyone, if you look hard, um, but it's, it is rare. They, yeah, okay, they, exactly. So there are a few, but um, another thing on Jimmy Carter, he, he has pretty much stopped signing because of health reasons, but if you did send to him, it had to be an official uh, White House portrait or it was getting sent back. Um, earlier, he would sign stuff, um, but usually it had to be some kind of official photograph from a White House photographer. Um, he didn't like the candids, um, and he didn't sign baseballs. Uh, one cool thing he did for a while, too, is if you sent him something with his wife, uh, she would sign it also. So there are a bunch of uh, Jimmy Carter and Rosalind Carter also signed. Which is um, usually a red a case, flag for a secretarial, but it's definitely Exactly. I, I don't think this is a case of Bob Dole with his wife signing. They're two very distinct signatures um and inscriptions if they if they inscribe the inscriptions are different too yeah so i don't have really anything to add other than just be careful of the preprints um me carter was pretty much a, a easy one for me I, I think we originally brought it up because somebody did submit one of the ttms to one of the big companies either back at or psa and they did fail it and that's but, because he has a difference in ip signatures and ttm signatures and i think it might have been a ttm signature that was sent in and they were probably basing their entire catalog off ip signatures which authentication companies there's a difference sometimes in those signatures and you have to recognize those patterns and it annoys me when they don't um so yeah i'm gonna go ahead and take over here for this uh there is a very common forged, not a common forged signature, but if you're going to find a Jimmy Carter forgery, which I know sounds ridiculous to people because he signed so great over the years, it's going to be the long form. So, because um, that brings the premium price, and it's probably going to be on a, an item that brings top dollar, like his first autobiography that he wrote right when he came out of office. Um, I forget what it was called. Keeping no, it wasn't keeping the faith. Anyways. Um, his, his autobiography is about him being in office. Those bring premium price photos um, that tend to be with other celebrities or leaders. Those bring premium price. If you see a, a long form signature on those, be skeptical. Um, so, but that's also on the cheap end. I also do see some in-person forgeries in um, books. So um, he has a very sloppy signature when he's signing books because if you don't know this, he's one of the like most notorious in-person signers ever. Like he signed, I had book signings in Georgia, like almost every week since like 1974. So, but when he signs, he signs like you can tell it's, it's a quick signature and what forgers see is, Oh, it's sloppy. That's easy to forge. So I have seen forgeries of his sloppy signature just for the forger to make 20 bucks. Um, they're not going to make a lot of money off of it, but it's an easy turn $4 into $20 and do that multiple times. So those are the two things to look out for. I agree. Uh, from what I've seen, uh, it is authentic. Um, but like on the long form, he does sign that way every once in a while, but those are premium signatures. Um, well, uh, let's see, let's go to, and, and by the way, Neri is a guest host. Guest hosts do not have to prep for, um, this segment. So, um, Chase. Yeah, when I was when I was going through it, I was looking same stuff that um the Mike was looking, and I was also, you know, looking on eBay, looking at the certified stuff, and I was finding pretty much exact same 
things he was finding as well. It's pretty uh, hands down on that one. Right. Uh, Troy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what he said. No, <laughs> no yeah. Jim, Jimmy's a legendary TTM signer, and, you know, pretty much over the years, everybody has, uh, it, unless it was those auto pens, you know, he was signing left and right. You know, even I think it was just a few months ago, he put out the, the call that he was stopping or slowing down or whatever. And, and just the fact that he put out that notice is like, yeah, he, he was really signing that. So, <laughs> well, you can see that, like, you can see the de- deterioration in the signature a little bit close uh, in the last couple of years, TTM, mm-hmm. uh, which you do not see in Bob Dole, which we previously covered in the case against. So, yeah. um, Upon looking at all the evidence, how does everybody vote? Uh, definitely authentic, probably authentic, neutral, probably fake, or definitely fake. Um, we're going to let Neary go first since he's seen all the evidence. <laughs> well, I'm going to say for Jimmy Carter, definitely authentic for the most part. I mean, except the preprints that Mike pointed out. Right. And, Mostly in all uh, stuff. And the other one I cannot, will not say because I don't know. Well, we haven't done it yet. Well, we're oh, going to do it. We're going to do it in, in a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you didn't. You didn't just uh, miss all that. We haven't done it yet. We're going to do it next. Yeah, good. Okay, um, I'm glad because then it's like I can't say on the other. <laughs> Mike, uh, definitely authentic on the case. Definitely authentic. Troy, definitely on the TTM. I'm going definitely too. So uh, our our case against Jimmy Carter definitely authentic TTMs. So moving on to our next contestant on the case against uh, uh, before we get started uh, real quick Neri you've been a collector and now you've you know you've worked in the industry do you see any difference between a in-person autograph and a TTM between your clients constantly you know? I mean it's yeah it's it's I think when it's uh, it depends on what kind of in-person are we talking about we're we talking about convention in person or just on the street in person because the on street, in on the in street, in persons much different than the sit down signing at a convention or the TTM autograph. So yeah, it just definitely changes. But I think that's for everybody. There's a reason in person graphers don't send a PSA a lot. Put it that way. So, um, go ahead, Mike. All right, we're going to move on to Hulk Hogan, brother. We're gonna jump back here on our friend Star Tiger. Uh, we're going to start with this guy here. This is a uh, certified Hulk Hogan. A uh, couple things that I noticed on the certifieds, and I'll, I'll pull up a different picture, but um, notice the H. I've noticed little flares on on the stems of the H here. Uh, the Hulk comes across small U. L comes down, K is separate. On the Hogan, again, on the H's, I've noticed flares on the stuff that's certified and also in person. Uh, just make note of that. Uh, then you go H and the O, G is separate, capital A, and then trails off into the N. So that is a certified one. Um, I'm just going to do the Hulk Hogan stuff. There is... Um, that's the wrong one. There is Hollywood Hogan stuff, which I'm not going to talk about because that was kind of, yeah, um, it's rare. You know, that, that's a different subject. Yep. Um, this is listed as in person. Notice the flares again on the Hogan's. Uh, 
minuscule here on, on the second stem, but definitely has a flare on on the Hulk. Um, it's even at the bottom there a little bit. I mean, you can Yeah, a little it. bit. Um, again, small U-L-K, separate uh, the Hogan, H-O-G, and then separate capital A trails off on the end. And Hulk Hogan has a couple beach shops here in uh, Florida that he does signings at. So he, he does a lot of in-person stuff. Yeah. Um, here you can see this is in-person. Uh, again, I've seen a lot of the flares here. And I've seen this too, where he almost connects, and this one actually does the H. Uh, the H comes across, so he starts up, down, and it just keeps the pen on the paper. But again, characteristic U, small, L, K separate, Hogan, you know, that trailed off. I think that's a perfect example of an in person compared to, you know, th this was probably outside a venue very rushed but still has some of the same characteristics um last one pack pulled he signed a card here uh again you can see the little flare here small u l k is separate uh hogan is much sloppier here but um you know it comes down capital a into the into the end on the Hogan. So that's, you know, he's signing a small window there. So space is limited. So now we get into the TTMs and there was a window where he was signing through a Florida address, which was his home at the time. He was married to his first wife. Um, he has a daughter who was a singer, uh, tried to be, um, also has a son. And there was a window where people were sending and they were getting stuff back. And not only just the window, like it, he, he got flooded during that time. Like this, it was one of the most popular people to write to. And uh, the market is saturated with those signatures. So it's, a, it's not just a, a small little uh, bump in, uh, in the road there. It's a very large portion of autographs you see of Hulk Hogan that are on items. Like, yep. that aren't so this is a classic example of what came back TTM. Uh, you're looking at the stems of the H's and they're very up and down. Uh, it looks like it was drawn out. The U is not connected and very prominent there. Um, the U is not connected to the L, uh, totally separate, print, basically printed out. Uh, the Hogan looks a little better. Uh, no flares, again, basically just stick drawn stems on the H. Uh, they did do a decent job here, connecting the H to the O, separate G, capital A, and then trails off. If I got a critique, the Hogan's not horrible on the back end. Um, here's another one. These autograph cards are available. You can send them out, and people did. Uh, this one, a little better. You see a little Still. flare here. But it's going um, the wrong way, isn't it? He, he I all, noticed they go the wrong way on the TTMs um, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but at least it has it. Um, but again, you see the bigger U. Um, the L and the K pretty much just blend together here. Uh, in his certified stuff, it's, there's different separation. Uh, into the Hogan, again, not bad. You see the H and the O, the G, capital A, and again, on the back end, it's not bad. 
Um, one thing I did notice too is the way the H's are kind of slanted. Mm -hmm. um, let's go to, here's an in-person. Uh, and not much of a flare. You can see it a little bit there on, on that. Small U, L, separate K. And here you come down again. This is what I mentioned where Hogan would basically connect the two H's. And here he just kind of trails off on the A and the N. And then we get into oh, the, really, yes. the really bad stuff. Yeah, the 90s know. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is, you're looking at stick drawn, cursive, U, L, K, all, all together. The Hogan has a loop that I've never seen. In it's, a, it's, a, it's a woman that signed that. It is. Um, so, like, uh, just uh, if you wrote to Hulk Hogan in the 90s, you might as well have been writing, writing Michael Jordan. So, like, um, that's why that one's so obviously fake, because he could get away with it. Nobody, everybody knew they weren't getting him back. Yeah. So, so the theory is, you know, when he was married, uh, it was either his first wife, Linda, or his daughter signing his TTMs. Um, I think the last one I showed, uh, I'll just go back here real quick. If you have something that looks horrible like this with the looping, I, I believe this was very early on and that was his wife, Linda. Um, and there's a lot of those. There are uh, very, very early stuff. But I think most recently when we all started collecting, when we were all like, oh, Hogan signing, you know, the stuff that's coming back, like I showed on the autograph card, I, I honestly believe that was his daughter signing his stuff. Um, and like I said, the back end, the Hogan did not look horrible compared to his, his certified stuff, but the Hulk, um, I'll tell he, has, you he has a very specific way. Like I said, he, he flares the stems of his H's and they have kind of a, a natural curve to them. Can I say and, another thing also, and yep. just really quickly is that what I noticed on his autograph is that on the TTMs, like Zane said, that the, the flare goes to the right on the TTMs. Right. The flare, to the it goes to the left on the in-person. It would yep. be really interesting to find out which hand he signs with because if he signs with his left hand, that's why the flare is going to the left mm -hmm. is because he's pulling up. Right. And whoever's signing the, the TTMs is right-handed. So that's my assumption. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, and that's a certified, right? Uh, this one I believe is, uh, yeah, certified. So you can see the, the flare does come in to the left, um, to the right. Yep. So I, I think, you know, my, my theory, like I said, uh, his daughter was signing the stuff that looked decent. Uh, the real loopy stuff was signed by his, his first wife. Um, but I think you can tell the, like I said, the Hogan doesn't look bad, but it, it's the Hulk, the first part. And, uh, there's some definite tells. So here's where I stand on Hogan. Uh, obviously, we all agree on the 90s stuff, right? Um, and this flood that came in, um, Hogan, first off, just he's a pretty big character, right? And we're always skeptic when those people start signing because I would say 80% of the time, it's usually not them signing. So obviously, we have suspicions right off the bat. Um, the biggest thing, I think Hogan has kind of two signatures. He has his in-person signatures that are kind of like book signings. You look at his books, they're god-awful sloppy. Uh, 
that's because he's not really getting paid for that. He's there signing books to promote a book. Uh, I think he does up his ante when he gets paid uh, at some of these events and gives people his legit full signature. But his legit full signature is actually less than the, what you get in a TTM. So if you were arguing that his TTMs are legit, you're saying he spends more time signing a TTM autograph than a paid autograph. And we have proof that whenever he's just going flying through items, which he would if he was doing TTMs, when he does that, those are what the, the books look like. So um, they're a lot skinnier. The books are almost uh, very just horizontal and diagonal, not a lot uh, past that. The actual uh, TTMs are written out almost letter for letter. Uh, the biggest giveaway, as we said, probably the hook at the bottom of the H. The L's are something important to look at, although the L's aren't fully consistent, but if it's got a larger L, most likely it's a TTM and in my opinion, a secretarial. Um, the Hogan spelled out at the end is a rarity for Hogan, but he does do it in some of these in-persons. I think those are more sit down. People pay $200 to meet and sign him, sign something. He's going to take more time on that signature than a book signing. So that's why you see that. He's not getting paid for TTMs. No, it doesn't make sense for him to do that. So it's close, but even you can see the differences even in that. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think the consensus is that, uh, in my opinion, uh, it's definitely secondarial those TTMs that have flooded the market and people buy all the time. I see them all the time. Um, if you guys and I know a lot of our listeners wrote to him during this time and have them in the collection. Um, you can base your opinion off the evidence that we, you know, bring here, but, uh, it's in my opinion, not looking good for those signatures. And I will say that whenever, um, I was early on, uh, I did sell a couple of these, uh, cause I did think they were legit. Uh, that was before I did a lot of my, uh, research, uh, before I sold stuff, I was kind of just flipping stuff and, and make it, trying to make money. But, uh, authenticity is a huge deal to me. Now, especially since I've seen a lot of the underbelly of the, the market um, and, you know, people make mistakes and I know a lot of you guys have him in your collection and you can judge based on what we present here. So uh, we're going to go ahead and move to Chase and uh, see what Chase feels uh, on the topic. Yeah, I was uh, looking at the exact same thing with the whole loops, like you were saying left side versus right side and i think i think Neri hit it right on it's uh i i personally don't have any hulk hogan or really paid much attention to his signatures but um i i would think he's probably signing left-handed because like like the the flow of a right-handed person would have the you know to go out with the with the loops mm -hmm. and there's definitely a um that's definitely a tell. There's a big difference, yeah. yeah. It's, it's 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 the old S, the end of Reynolds, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, Troy. Um. Well, I was I was trying to look at Star Tiger today, and I actually messaged Zane saying, "Why are we talking about this? He hasn't signed in eight years." So, um, <laughs> but a lot of people. Just, I mean, it's because so, a lot of people have them in the collection, well, and these things I've, get dealt as legit and water down the market, which. Actually, if you if you contact Hogan's representation, they're very reasonable on prices, or they used to be a, a couple of years ago. I don't know where they are now. 
But uh, if you contact them directly, they do like mail, they used to do mail-ins for great prices. So like to flood the market and make that stuff even like worth less when I think Hogan's one of those premium signatures that like he's signed a ton of stuff and watered down the market. Don't get me wrong, but he's such a big figure and will be remembered as a big figure, especially when my generation gets old and gray and has a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> that stuff's the stuff that's going to hold value. And it, it pains me to see so many forgeries out there uh, making that market uh, useless in a lot of the sales. Um, but go on, Troy. That's why. Um, yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll just say that's just forget what I was going to say. <laughs> well, I was just explaining why we did the Hulk Hogan. Also, it was requested. I think it was brought up by the the fans too. That's another reason that we did it. But well, I, I had a thought on it, but being interrupted now, I forgot the thought. I'm sorry, <laughs> Let's dude. Just keep going. Oh no, you can go ahead. I that's what no, I, I have. I, I literally have nothing else. So oh. let's let's just go. Okay. I'm going to say that I, for mine, I think that they're not real just based on the left hook, right hook flare. I think somebody that I think Hulk is left-handed. I won't know that for sure, but just based on the flow of the autograph, it looks like he picks it up a lot. Right. And then whoever did the TTMs, it looks like the right flare, the person's right-handed because they're signing like this. Right. So that, that just, just simple stuff like that. Yeah. And I'll say this, Hulk Hogan is one of those guys who is very protective of his character he has spent years and years developing the hogan character and he markets it and he's very protective mm -hmm. of that he has like i said two two shops here uh one in clearwater where he lives and one here in orlando um that he does sign for and it has a good turnout um it, it makes money he charges people to come take pictures it's part of his gimmick and he has his real name is Terry Balea, but everyone knows him as Hulk Hogan. And he is, I don't think he's somebody who is just going to give away, you know, what he has built up by signing through the mail. Right. Um, you know, it, it, like I said, he, he lives the Hulk Hogan character. And, and I, I agree. And I think another thing is that he's a walking empire and the likelihood of him actually having time to sit down and doing that instead of dealing with his, you know, tons of other businesses. Uh, I just, it's unlikely that he's got even the time to do that. So, yep. uh, Troy, I do want to hear what you think on the topic though. Like, um, did you see anything that was conflicting or? No, just pretty much what you said. You know, if you, if you get him at pretty much the only way you're going to get him is if you're, see him in person which is either on the street and even then he may not sign but uh you know he was at the national sports convention last year when i was there and i forget how much it was you know it was 200 bucks i think and you know there i haven't seen any actual autographs from that signing but um you know that's pretty much uh you're gonna you're gonna pay to get his authentic autograph there there's just ttm's not gonna not gonna do it I think, yeah, and conventions, you're also paying to meet, too. I think that's mm -hmm. part of it. Right, so exactly. If you're just paying to yeah. mail in, I think it would be cheaper, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and vote, guys. So we have definitely authentic, probably authentic, neutral, probably fake, and definitely fake. We always start out with our guest hosts, so near. <laughs> I'm going to say it's a definitely fake for the TTMs. Okay. Mike? 
Um, I'm going to have to agree. I, I think the the TTMs, both early '90s and the 2000s, when when the market was flooded, are definitely fake. Troy. Uh, yeah, I agree. Definitely TTMs, whether they're recent or or past, definitely fake. Chase. Yeah, the uh, the right hook, left hook is definitely a knockout. It's uh, a <laughs> definitely fake. And I agree, they're definitely fake. So that's our consensus. Consensus is definitely. Hey, we all agree today. I know, right? I know everything. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Group think. Um, so uh, that's the results for the case against guys. We promised to do that on our last episode of the last season, and uh, it's done. So next show, we'll actually do nominations for the next case against, and you guys can vote on that. Um, okay, guys, moving on to our ad for Slab City. Slab City Sports Cards and Collectibles is a Facebook group run by our buddy Garrett and his wife Tiffany. If you guys need something submitted through PSA DNA, hit up Slab City Sports Cards and Collectibles for all your authentication needs. I believe the new submission is going to be in April. And further submissions, contact Garrett or Tiffany over at Slab City Sports Cards and Collectibles. The link can be found on graffersaa.com. Awesome. And uh, we're going to talk about the giveaway we did the last episode. That was for a Joe Flacco signed uh, eight and a half by 11. Uh, we had several people enter and uh, the winner is by random number chooser, Chris Jacobs. Congratulations, Chris. You have won that. That'll be going out to you ASAP. And uh, of course we have a giveaway on every show. And in my opinion, this uh, giveaway is the top of the top guys. Uh, you're definitely going to want these for your collection. Uh, you have the choice of two things. Uh, those veterans of the show may recognize what's coming. But uh, you can either have an 8x10 signed by the cast of Autographers Anonymous right there, nicely signed in blue Sharpie, or a top set signed by the entire gang. So hand-signed, hand-numbered card set, six-card set. Um, so you get to pick which one you want. And uh, the winner will get those sent out to them. All you have to do to enter, guys, is go to our website, graffersaa.com. That's graffersaa.com. There's a tab that says giveaway. And uh, click that and answer this question in the form. The question is, do you display all your autographs? Do you store all your, all, all your autographs? Or do you do a mixture? And how do you choose? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Behind Troy. Um, <laughs> and how do you choose what goes up on your wall and what stays in the binder? Uh, enter that on the uh, giveaway tab, again, on our website, graffersaa.com. And the winner will pick one of these and get it sent to them. So if you want some awesome rare memorabilia from all these a-holes, you can uh, enter that context. <laughs> I resemble that remark. <laughs> well, maybe some of us. <laughs> um, moving on to fanatic feedback, and this is a big change, guys. Uh, we made this change over the last week, and uh, fanatic feedback is now going to be an audio segment. So that means you can actually send a voicemail to us, and we'll listen to it live on the show. Well, not live on the show, but on the show, and answer it. Uh, for you guys. So if you ever wanted to be on the show and you just wanted to talk for, you know, 15 seconds, this is your chance. It's as easy as going again to our website, graffersaa.com and clicking the uh, fanatic feedback button. 
and click record. You can do it on your PC if you have a mic uh, built into your PC or a mic connected, or you can do it on your phone. So everybody should be accessible to do that. So uh, again, just go to our website. I've said it like 5 million times now, graphersaa.com, and uh, give us some fanatic feedback, ask some questions, even give us some recommendations. Uh, if you guys want to see something on the show, we might like the idea. So uh, moving on to the Reaper Report. This is the segment where we talk about people who have passed away. And if you guys have anything to say about these people as we go through the, uh, the list, feel free to speak up. Um, the first one we're going to talk about is the biggest name, uh, Kenny Rogers, passed away. Um, I actually saw Kenny in concert, and I have some great stories from that because they're pretty funny. He was a guy with a sense of humor, but uh, he passed away. Um, but definitely a, a big hit to country music, and uh, they didn't just lose one this week. Uh, they lost another one in Joe Diffie, who passed away from uh, the pandemic. So uh, that was another big loss. Uh, another person that passed away was David uh, Shrum and uh, basketball player Curly Neal. So those are four people that passed away between the last show and this show. Uh, for your information, does anybody have any stories with any of those people or uh, anything we want to talk about? No? Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, it's time for promotions. Um, we're going to go ahead and let our guests promote their stuff first. Well, thanks for having me on. So quickly, I just wanted to uh, promote that I have we have a live show at CelebWorks. It takes place every Sunday. Uh, right now that cons aren't taking place at 5 p.m. Pacific time. So we have a special guest this weekend. It's Kenny James, the voice of Bowser. So I'd love if you guys could check out that live stream. You can follow me at The Real Mary Lemus on Instagram and follow us at CelebWorks uh, on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. Um, yeah, and they're, they're great on Facebook. They post all the time and, and keep you guys updated on what's going on. So I definitely recommend to follow on Facebook. Um, Troy. Well, as always, you can find me at TTM Autograph on all the medias, but Graffers AA will have the links for everybody here. Hopefully I didn't take that from you, Mike. Sorry if I, if I did there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I hope in the next uh, couple of days, I don't know if I can get some in, but I will finally be offering signed copies of the book. That's awesome. Rather than on eBay, trying to do it, do it direct. Right. Um, still has some, some good tips in it. It's almost four years old now. Wow. That's, it's growing up. You so. guys need to check it out. It, it's definitely, <laughs> in my opinion, the top autograph book on the market. Um, Troy kind of embedded himself in the community for years and then just wrote about what everybody know, knows in the community, which is the best way to actually have knowledge on the topic is to be embedded in the community that's obsessed with the topic. So, that's great stuff. Uh, All right. Thanks, Zane. Yeah. No so you can just find me everywhere, TTM Autograph. So yep. let's go. Chase, here we go. Uh, check me out at YouTube, Chase and Neat. Check me out on Instagram, uh, Chase and Neat 13 on there. I guess somebody else already had Chase and Neat, so had to add a number onto it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, every Wednesday, I got my Q&A Wednesday. So this week is uh, Dell Ford. Check it out. Yeah, the, those are always cool. Dude, you should have been the real Chase and Ink. That's what the celebrities do, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, Mary? <laughs> I, uh, no I comments. No comments. <laughs> uh, Mikey. Uh, you can check out everyone at uh, graffersaa.com. As always, you can find all the links there. I'd like to give a special thanks to Neri from Slubworks. Thank you for joining us and uh, 
best of Thank luck you. on everything. So appreciate we, we appreciate you coming on. And of course, Zane Savage, who never promotes himself except on the end, he doesn't put his link on. But check him out at uh, Etsy, Bargain History on eBay. Check out his stuff. Help support these guys. If Neri has a signing, get something from him. Well, hopefully Bye. we'll we'll have the signings to you guys. You guys will, you know, be involved. So let's do go. that. There we so go. That's Support these guys. It. They're uh, putting on an awesome, awesome show. They they do good work in the in the autograph world. So, thank you. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, Fabric Fobs on Etsy. Uh, Bargain History on eBay. And uh, yeah, all these guys are awesome. Uh, we're trying to really up the ante on the show, guys. Um, and make it a quality product that you guys are going to look forward to listening to every two weeks. So I hope you're enjoying the hard work that we're putting into it and all these guys are putting into it. Um, but with that being said, that's it for today. And you take care, all of you autograph addicts.